Howdy, and welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast, where we talk all things hunting and introduce you to the most innovative hunting gear and services. Here are your hosts, Jimmy Byrne and Richard Kinchlow. Howdy, folks. Welcome back to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Uh, Jimmy and Richard here, back with you for uh, hopefully another very interesting uh, conversation. We're excited today to have a guest on, but uh, before we dive into that, uh, Richard, you want to say hi to the folks? Howdy, folks. <laughs> Glad to be here. They're all cheering. You can hear the I, cheers in the background. Of course I can. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh. Pumped. I'm pumped to be here. All right. Well, like Richard said, we're excited tonight. Uh, we have a special guest on the podcast. His name is uh, Michael Haby. He's the founder and owner of the Orange Corn Company. Hey, Michael. Welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Hello. Hello. What's going on? Super exciting. Uh Really glad you guys came to us and uh, and asked us to be on. So, um, yeah, awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, the way we usually start these things is we always ask our guests, hey, tell us about yourself and uh, how you got started in the business. Okay, so, yeah, we can go either short story or long story. Ah, it's up to you. <laughs> uh, so I am uh, Michael Haby. I'm a... Uh, 35 years of age, um, live in Castroville, Texas. Uh, orange corn got started uh, based off of a orange tree at a deer lease just south of Castroville. Literally, I would uh, go hunting. It was a bow hunting lease only, right? Uh, they were really strict on bow hunting. That's all we could do. And there was an orange tree that was next to a grapefruit tree. And some people in South Texas, for some reason back in the day, uh, folks would always plant a grape tree, a grapefruit tree and an orange tree together. I don't know why they cross pollinate. I don't really know why, but I just knew that uh, I would I would grab oranges off the tree for years and and just and just eat them a little bit. I wouldn't eat all of them and I would just throw them out in my bow hunting blind. I was exactly. 22 and a half yards from my deer feeder. Uh, and it was literally a light bulb. So I am a farmer as well. Uh, we have a thousand acre farm that we uh, work on seven days a week. Uh, it was just a light bulb one day. I've been throwing these oranges out and I was like, man, you got to be kidding me. You know, uh, I, I would eat the oranges as a satisfaction for myself, but but throwing them out to the deer, they were eating them. And like I said, it, it literally took years for them to pick up on or for me to pick up on what they were really doing. I was just like, ah, throw the orange out, <laughs> you know, get rid of it out of the deer blind because the bees come in. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> anyways, um, from that point on, I went to the kitchen, my wife's kitchen, because we all know it's your wife's kitchen, not you. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 But, yeah. <laughs> Uh, even if the wife doesn't cook, it's still her kitchen. Right. So, anyways, uh, we we slowly started playing around with trying to make a liquid orange scent, um, uh, and then it just it really went into a a orange scented mineral powder. This came brought on by uh, an individual that we know that was a chemist. Um, and without the chemist involved, it would be it was very difficult to learn this process. So uh, the chemist and I 
uh, went round and round for almost a year and a half uh, from 2011 to 2012 to trying to figure out and play around with this. Uh, By all means, this was just for enjoyment of trying to figure out how to make an orange-scented something. Mm -hmm. Uh, We We actually made orange-scented candy by accident, oh. uh, trying to figure out how uh, these things worked. Uh, anyways, with the chemist involved, it really, uh, he took things to another level with the mineral factors and things like that, and uh, it just fell into place. Uh, we designed an orange-scented mineral powder for fun. Uh, farming is my passion. Uh, orange corn is a pain in the butt sometimes, but, you know, <laughs> It's what it's what the people want right now. So what do you got to do, right? Uh, it's not go. about what you want. It's not about what we want. It's it's what you have to go after. So, uh, it what what has happened is truly uh, I don't know how to explain it. It just fell into place. An orange scented mineral powder started from an orange tree. Um, I would never have guessed it worked this well. Um, all over the United States, we ship out these little pouches. They make their own orange corn. Uh, I had no idea we had a fan base uh, in Texas the way we did with these last Texas Trophy Hunters extravaganza shows. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you know, we went up to Fort Worth and talked to a bunch of people, and we were just blown away. They, you know, they're like, "Oh, orange corn company's here!" And we're like, "Man, what's <laughs> going on?" You know, though. The business was never designed for the money. Uh, the stories and what the feedback we get from it is just, it's unbelievable, you know? That's great. So, yeah. It's, yeah, uh, we, we, uh, that's where we, that's where we met you was at the, uh, the uh, Fort Worth, uh, trophy hunter show. And I, you know, I remember you, uh, had that, that that uh, cup with the sample in it or whatever. And I smelled it. I was like, yeah, man, yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, uh, what's funny about that powder, right? People smell it. So mm-hmm. the, the hunter show will get a, a lady walking by, you know, they're all mad because the husband wants to go to the hunting show <laughs> and she's whatever. And, and we would, we would stop the lady actually. And we're like, Hey man, I bet I could change your facial expression in one second. And they'd be like, Oh really? And so I would put the little orange scented powder in front of their face and they would smell it. And it was boom, instant light switch. They would start smiling. Oh my God, that smells amazing! <laughs> and uh, yeah, it it was hilarious. And so I had more fun messing with the crowd than even trying to sell. You know, my brother-in-law Donnie and and Terry, they're like, dude, start selling product. Quit messing with the people out there. You know, like, <laughs> right. oh, so, that's great. That that is more enjoyable to me. And uh, yeah, it's just it's funny. I I. It's really I can't believe what's happening at this point. Um real trees getting involved. Uh Mike Straw from Savage Outdoor TV. You know, they all just in they all just designed our new pouch, uh, which the old pouch has already been uh mailed out to thirty seven states in the United States, right? Wow. Um and that was mind blowing. We haven't really marketed anything. It's just the simple words of people keep saying, what is orange corn? You know, and we would get these orders in online and, and I would ask the people, why, how did you hear this? What's going on with this? 
uh, and they're like, oh, we just, you know, we hear this orange corn, so we just Google it. You know, what is the, what's the yeah. top five deer attractants? And orange corn pops up. Wow. And That's so, cool. yeah, it it just it's it's enjoyable to hear what happens in South Texas mm-hmm. versus New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio. Can you give us some uh, some examples of uh, kind of the different stories that you might hear from the different areas? Yeah, uh, there is one story that really stands out. Um, this was years ago, back in uh, 2014. We we we, you know, 2012, 2013. The bags hit the ground. So this one lady uh, called and she said, "I got to tell you my story. I have an 11 acre." Uh, she called it her 11 acre ranch, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it's 11 acres. It's her ranch. So it's a long skinny strip. Well, on the left and right side of her is two massive 400 acre peanut farms. Like there are no deer going to come into her mm-hmm. 11 acre brush. <laughs> yeah, no way. Right. And so she was this, by all means, remember this is 10 years. She has owned this property. And mm. has never killed deer on it because they're out there in the fields. Mm-hmm. She called and said, let me tell you what I did. You guys came out with orange corn. I fed the roads. I put four bags down the main road of where we kind of see deer every now and then. Uh, they put four 50-pound bags down the road. The next morning, uh, she shows us a picture of of a 10-pointer on her wall. She said, this is what came that next morning, I had a 10-pointer in my Sendero that I got to shoot. That evening, her daughter got to shoot another 10-pointer. Wow. <laughs> so she said, I just killed two 10-point deer off of my 11-acre patch that I have not seen in the last 10 years of owning this property. Hey, hold on one quick moment. Hey folks, have you ever wished that there was an easier way to find the hunting feeds, supplies, and services you need, when and where you need them? If so, check out our hunter search at feedbandit.com, where you can see what hunting suppliers are in your area or are on the way to your land. Don't waste any more precious time searching Google or calling around for feed, blinds, feeders, or even outfitters. Just use our targeted search for hunters, the Feed Bandit Hunter Search, over at feedbandit.com. We'll find your feed. You know, of course, some hunters are skeptical. They're like, well, I don't, I, you know, I don't really know if it was the corn or not, right. <laughs> or, mm-hmm. you know, but, but, you know, it, we hear these stories nationwide and it's, it's incredible that I hear a story from New York and New Jersey that the deer act the same as down here in South Texas. Right. It, why and how do deer act the same? Well, that goes back to the chemist and how he figured out what minerals do with animals. Yeah. Uh, we just don't even know how to dissect that because we're not that type of people, right? Mm-hmm. So, he, uh, yeah, he nailed it. And, uh, yeah, the stories are, are priceless. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't even put a dollar on uh, people's yeah. reactions. They call them their orange corn bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, right. <laughs> so nice. that's that's what's going on, and we really didn't pick up on that till last year. They're like, "Oh yeah, check out my orange corn book," and we have like twenty, thirty people. Hey, check out my orange corn book. And I'm like, "Yeah, that's awesome." Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, that... so, Michael, what do you what what do you think it is? I mean, we we all know that the we all know that the deers 
sense of smell is is incredibly acute uh you know significantly more than ours you know but 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 do you think it's a smell and a taste thing or you know i mean obviously i assume it's probably the smell that leads them to the taste but you know what what what, what do you think so um i don't know what is involved with citrus what sparks in animals uh sense on top of that you have the powder the minerals that's in there so it's just like a two-part wham you know um i i actually this is a funny story i don't know how long we have to talk but it is another funny story no go ahead yeah i was talking with uh donnie and terry and i'm like you know how crazy is that i can put this cup of powder orange powder in front of a of a a lady walking by in front of us and change her reaction instantly. Is that not the same as a deer? Right. I know I was just talking out loud and I said, if a deer walks by and they just catch a whiff of this, it completely changes their pattern, right? Their demeanor and pattern and everything. Yes. And so uh, Donnie, my brother-in-law, he said, well, do you remember the story back in 2012, 2013, when we were testing all this, so Donnie reminded me of the story because I forgot. There's too much on the plate, right? So he said, uh, he said I had a doe and a buck in full rut. The doe jumps over his sendero. He had orange corn in the sendero. His deer feeder was regular corn, right? Right. Uh, doe jumps over the sendero, down his road. Bucks following in full blown. They're they're hauling ass. You know what? You know what the rut is like. They don't oh, yeah. stop. Nope. He's got it on video. This deer, the buck, went by, did a 180, came right back and started eating. <laughs> he said his, his jaw was hanging out the window going, you got to be kidding me right now. Right. <laughs> the buck just ran by, dead speed, came back, and was started eating out of the road. The wow. doe, well, there was, that doe was gone, right? But yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. he was just blown away. And so it's very difficult. You you have to see it to believe it. Uh, I'm not a salesman. I love talking about the story and and how all this came about. But you you truly just have to see it to believe it. Um, what's happening? You know? Right. Yeah. I, from, I've got the. Yeah, I was gonna say I've know? got a, I've got a similar story. You know, I was uh, I was in a bar in my younger days, and I was chasing a young a young lady. And I, I, I ran across a chicken fried steak, and she escaped. <laughs> I stole the guy's chicken fried steak. Right. That's funny, right? Let me tell you, that's tough to do, man. That that food is more powerful than the the opposite sex. Oh, dude. Yeah, and maybe a Coors Light right there. You had two parts. You had a smell and then food. That's right. There you go. Um, well, let's say uh, awesome. I'd like to want to jump back to uh, when the light bulb went off in your head, and uh, you know you're sitting there in your bow stand, and you, the the deer were eating on that orange. Were they? Could you tell that they were? Uh, they just were they licking that taste, licking the citrus, okay, or were they, so, were they actually okay. eating like the inside? Or? Yeah. So we, we got to go into finer detail here because I really don't say it too much, right? So okay. I honestly don't even like eating an orange, right? So I would I would literally just suck the juice out of an orange and okay. throw the oranges out. So mm. they would eat the pulp, the inside. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So maybe, I, you know, 
uh, we go to church on Sunday. Uh, I was given this thought, you know, I just, I feel like, you know, we can come up with things all we want, but you know, it just, uh, it's just crazy. It really is crazy. Mm-hmm. So, well, let's, uh, but how yeah. could, uh, do you, so you typically, you grow your, the corn or you grow a lot of your corn that you sell, we I guess, do. in your we, bags on your own property? Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so, um, like right now we have about, uh, 60,000 bushels worth of corn stored up. Um, oh. the farm is, is 24 seven. Uh, we had a great corn crop this year. Um, my passion is farming since mm-hmm. I was five years old. I just, I love farming. Um, okay. Uh, the farm has grown as a hobby. I was actually, uh, I built houses for 11 years. Uh, my farm, uh, a 27 acre farm was given to me back in 1998 when my grandfather died. My grandpa was a carpenter, uh, and, and a farmer on the side, right? So, um, nobody else in the family. I had a model B tractor 1947 small nice. disc nice. um i loved everything about it since i was five years old Excellent. uh i have a neighbor that retired in farming i had slowly got more and more acres um and what's crazy about this whole story is i pushed myself out of house building you know i had to choose from house building or farming uh, and it was a very difficult thing because I had to choose from money, which was paying the bills mm-hmm. for our family, uh, my wife and four kids, um, or or a passion, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm not about the money. I'm 100% not about the money. I had to go with what I knew. Uh, I love farming, and I, I think we're good at it. Uh, so I went to farming. and. This is what brought Orange Corn Company to the table, which has now put people's orange corn bucks all over the freaking country already. Yeah, right. (laughs) And so it is just crazy to me, uh, you know, the path that is is what's going on. So, yeah. Follow your dreams. Look what happens. Yeah. That's right. Kind of relative people, to you and me, Jimmy. Well, no, yeah. him following him following his dream yep. uh, probably allowed or did allow all these other people to you know to succeed in their dream by putting Very these trophies much, on yeah. their walls. So it's Very much, succeed yeah. in hunting. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. Uh, my wife is the only one that can go back to this and say, "Hey, hey, honey, what if we I were to produce this orange corn, which we would laugh about it because." I actually typed Orange Corn Company in the internet, Google, right, to search. Uh-huh. Do you know what popped up? Huh. Nothing. It yeah. said invalid search. <laughs> no, that's great. You, you usually don't see that. And no. So I kept yeah, you, you beat the internet. Man, you beat yeah. Google. I was, I was uh, hey, honey. Uh, something's not right. I don't think it's picking up on what I'm typing in. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Anyways, it, yeah, it was just funny. Hey, hold on one second. Hey, folks, do you want to level up your hunting game and gear? If so, join the hunt to get killer hunting tips and tricks that'll help you out in the field. 
text the word BANDIT to 345-345 right now. And when you do, you'll even get access to some exclusive deals on the hunting gear and services we discuss right here on this podcast. Again, text the word BANDIT to 345-345 right now and join the hunt. So, Michael, tell us about, all right, so so for our listeners out there, if they, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully they'll go and they'll they'll buy a couple of packets, you know, try to try to put it out there for, you know, for their use, you know, where baiting is legal, of course. Um, yeah, what what is the best way to prepare corn for this? You know, I'm seeing, I see, you know, one, pa- so like one packet treats how many pounds and, you know, what, what happens if you don't, can, can you store it if, as long as it's cool and dry or how does all that work? Yeah. So, okay. So the, the new pouch that's in hand is a, uh, Orange Corn Company feeder mix, right? And it was designed by Realtree. Uh, Realtree Edge is the camouflage. Um, these guys are on board. Um, uh, the pouch um, will treat 300 pounds, which is your standard deer feeder, right? 55-gallon right. drum takes about six to seven bags, you know, depending on how the funnel is on the bottom. Right. So we designed it, 300 pounds, one deer feeder. Um, you're going to take this. And you're going to dust it in there in layers. Uh, we actually took a film, uh, a video, of how the inside of a grain bin works, right? So they pull from the center. So when you layer this thing in there, pour a 50-pound bag, dust it in there, pour another bag like a sandwich. Uh, like a grain bin, this thing will funnel from the middle, and it will mix itself. Um, okay. And and. I'm a firm believer in, in making sure we test things and, and putting it out there because uh, it just if it's hard to sell something that you're you just don't know what's going on. You know, sure. I we have to know 100 percent everything because you guys come up with questions that, you know, if you don't have an answer to. Yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> Red flag. Right. Yeah. So, a lot of. A lot of people say it's a gimmick, you know, this and that, but it it, it truly just fell into place. It really did. Um, Mike Strong from Savage Outdoor TV was on board before Realtree hit. Uh, without Mike Strong, uh, Realtree would not have been involved. And so that was just a whole nother, man, this is crazy what's going on. Uh, Mike Strong, we paid him to give us a little bit of, of TV, you know, mm-hmm. uh, tv you know whatever but and, and so he got a hold of realtree and mike Stroff's credibility with realtree oh whatever mike says we're going with it right that's how powerful savage outdoor tv is with realtree excellent um now they got endorsed by academy mike Stroff and savage outdoor tv academy endorsed them without even knowing all of this what happened in the years before we actually just produced a product, Orange Corn Company Feeder Mix, is endorsed by Realtree, camel, the Edge Camouflage. On the back of it says, as seen on Savage Outdoor TV. This was put in the works before Academy got put on the board. Now, we actually produced a product that Academy, Savage Outdoor TV, Realtree is all linked together. And now we have a product to go on the shelf, um, so we can get it out to the public. Sure, that's great. You know, that is one of the, that is one of the 
most difficult things about all this is is distribution and mass right. production. Mm-hmm. How do you get something out without people helping? If you don't know somebody, it's very difficult, you know, to learn these loopholes. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. It's so. it's who you know sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So those uh, so. pouches, they're they're called the trail fees. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. So trail fees was our first line of pouches, right? Okay. Um, we had a lawyer involved before these hit the shelf, and they said you need to come up with a unique name. Mm-hmm to 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 make sure this stands out so trail fees was brought on by a few words uh trails traps and trophies mm-hmm. okay it's kind of just threw it together you know right. it just uh oh, it's catchy I re- <laughs> I, it is i related it to uh and this might sound out of the window but you look at a gas station look at the word exxon E X X O N, right? And I tell the wife and the kids, I'm all Exxon. Look at that word. We all know this as a fuel station, but when Exxon first probably hit the shelves, what the heck is E X X O N? You know. Right. So this is why the lawyer was like, "You need to come up with a name of this that you have nobody even knows about," right. and which was unbelievable difficult well that's and, that's uh, a yeah. that's a really good point though you know i uh i didn't even yeah. really think about it I man i just i've known exxon as exxon i know google it, as it, google you know that's that's it, a really good point well it it's is. like uh, so, all these kids nowadays think fedex that's the name of fedex instead of federal yeah Express. it's just funny here's a funny story with that so i had i had wrote down the word trophies right so I had my wife, my brother-in-law, a couple of employees. I'm all, look, trophies. And they're like, eh, that's dumb. Thanks for your support. Yeah, I'm all, look, guys, have you even heard of this word? They're like, no. No. Is that even a word? I'm all, no. <laughs> it's not a word. <laughs> it's so, uh, anyway, I, that stuff is what is enjoyable to me is like, when you're trying to dissect the world and uh, how the factories work and how people work and and just I don't know it I could go on and on we probably only <laughs> got so much time but <laughs> no that's great it's uh, you, you're passionate about it and it is a really neat product to be passionate about that's that's what we love to hear uh, I I did want to ask you about um, the trail fees uh, for Turkey so when you th- when you throw that out uh, what do you see the turkey doing basically the same thing or same thing. So the pouches are the same orange-scented mineral powder, but inside of all of the different pouches were a turkey pouch, a hog pouch, and a deer pouch. We just changed up the recipe on the grains. So like the turkey pouch has nothing but wheat and milo, really small grains. Okay. Uh, deer and hogs have a very difficult time picking up very small grains, right? Mm-hmm. So... We were just like, you know what, let's make a turkey pouch. Let's load up some milo and wheat in there with the orange powder because, quite frankly, there's really not much of anything that will not go to this orange-scented mineral powder. Mm -hmm. Um, The hogs was more soybeans and corn, and the deer was a little bit of everything because we wanted the milo and wheat involved in that because if you do catch a rain, you'll actually – 
you'll start to grow the vegetation uh, again. Remember, I'm I'm a farmer, so mm-hmm. I'm thinking about man, we could plant some milo and wheat under these deer feeders, and maybe <laughs> maybe it'll sprout. You know, right? Uh, so well, that's funny. I've uh, or- orange flavored growing milo. You know, I've I've seen. <laughs> yeah. I, I have. I, it's funny you say that because I've I've seen. You know, I've I've seen food plots, uh, the place that we've hunt where we've let the wheat just head out, and instead of um, you know instead of coming and bailing it or, or shredding it or whatnot, we just let it head out, and it, it's hysterical watching those deer, uh, the, watching those deer eat those milo heads and those wheat heads. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, the wheat heads are crazy with the hogs. You know, we get so mad at them as a farmer because the hogs go in there and they start eating the wheat heads off, but right. they don't eat the wheat they just chew it up get all the milk stage out of it and then spit it right out on the ground really and we're like that i did not know yeah Yeah, they will they just take the nutrients and the milk stage out of it and yeah you're like you bastards you can walk through there got piles of wheat (laughs) all right now you know what michael this is a really it's a really good topic you know a lot a lot of the people that you know that listen to this podcast you know the majority we think are from texas but you know we we've definitely got some that are from outside the state and obviously us being texans too we we are very familiar with the whole the whole issues with the hogs so you know, but but it, we've never had somebody on that that's a farmer who's actually financially impacted, you know, by the hogs. So, oh, you know, ha, what what have they done to your fields, and what have they done to your crops, and which crop do do they seem to want to destroy the most? Um, okay, so all your different stages, right? Your number one crop that they go after and it's pretty much the most crucial time of its growth is a corn crop okay. these hogs are so intelligent uh you'll catch a uh, a big swine that just had babies and they will go through a corn crop right in the the ear stage and milk stage of the corn and they will go bite off the stalks uh. they can smell what's going on above their head and they just go through there and start biting off the stalks so the little ones can come in and eat. Uh, uh, one, one sow with her babies can probably take down two to three acres a night. Wow. Oh, no, what, really? What, yes. What this computes to is if the amount of money summer. that they just lost in a corn by the hogs you could have put a high fence up around your property four times. Wow. And Ow. the only, here's the deal with the farmers. We're all a bunch of wedge, can't cuss, but you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> farmers are wedges, right? Mm-hmm. You, you got to save money, but we forget about the damages, what these hogs can do to the crops. Right. Um, mm-hmm. It's just incredible what they can eat in one night. Uh, We have a group of guys, it is, we have a group of guys that uh, have thermal scopes on their rifles. Yes. They have done more damage. They have shot, we have a, uh, we have a farm, it's about 400 acres, it's got three pivots on it right now. They have shot over 80 hogs at night with their thermal scopes in the last three months. (laughs) We also have a pilot named Heath that flies over with his jet ranger and shoots hogs during the day. 
The guys on the ground with their thermal scopes shoot 90% of what they see. The hogs are, are blind at night. They really can't pick up on what's going on. They'll start shooting at them with their thermals, and they'll just start running right at them. Oh, they'll yeah. get within <laughs> 10, 10, 15 yards and just start hammering them. Yeah, right. as long as the wind's yeah. in your favor, yeah. uh, you're, you're in good shape. So. I, I, yeah, those are, some, uh, fun, those are some fun videos to watch on YouTube. Oh, on I, I get their videos all the time, and that. I just I want to go out there, but you know the wife and four kids, you're pretty much handcuffed. So now, do those guys do those guys do that as like a side business or a full business? Oh yeah, side that... job. You know they work for they work for CPS. They got you know they work for the union. They're all gravy. They got retirement oh. set for life. Oh, wow. Okay, <laughs> we'll go get their ammo. They'll stay up two or three in the morning, and uh, I need to send y'all a picture. I think at one picture they sent me, they had like. 57 hogs in the bed of a truck <laughs> one night wow yeah that's what we may want to talk to some of them on yeah, the podcast oh <laughs> yeah yeah you get on a podcast with the thermal scopes and what's going on uh, yeah uh-huh. it's incredible well that's great well michael uh you know we're uh, we really appreciate you coming on um is there anything else you wanted to tell our folks about before we uh, sign off tonight no uh, yeah just um you know, we got we got the new Realtree product that's that's fixing to hit the shelf. Uh, we got to start packaging it up. Uh, we're hoping to get, uh, you know, just get it out to the to the United States because that's what it's ended up like. It's not about South Texas anymore and the deer hunting. And you know, people up north have no idea how many deer are are in South Texas, and and we have no idea how many deer are in North Texas. So, mm-hmm. but it's funny that we get the reaction of the same deer with the same attractant that hit the shelf. So um, that, that is what's truly uh, exciting about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, uh, we encourage everyone out there to uh, head on over to orangecorncompany.com and check out what you guys have. Um, Do you have uh, social media links and all that over there as well? Uh, We have, we have an Instagram post. um, Okay. I mean, I post every now and then, mm-hmm. you know, we're not, we're hands-on. We, like I said, it, a thousand acre farm and plus right. sack corn, about 40 pallets a day. And we try to get some clips in there, but okay. we're not, we're not too, uh, social media. Okay. Literate. But they can reach you at the uh, orange corn company. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If the, we're actually fixing to launch the new website, which is with the new Realtree product. So, um, you know, if they want to order now, they'll get, uh, the five ounce pouches, uh, which will treat 150 pounds. We still have boxes of those. And then we'll try to switch over the new website, which will get the new real tree pouches as soon as we get that inventory base up. But it's all the same powder, all the same formula. Um, it's just, it's all about timing right now. Right, right. Okay. All right. When, when do you uh, expect the new website to go online? Uh, within the next week, uh, okay. definitely within the next week, our, our, the real tree pouches just came in yesterday. Uh, we, we've got to go to Dallas, pick them up, uh, have a meeting with the real tree guy. And, um, and so we'll start packaging in the middle of next week. Hopefully we transition to the website from then. So, uh, one week, minimum two weeks max. Okay. All right. Well, so, 
by the time uh, folks hear this podcast, uh, we would encourage everyone out there to go to orangecorncompany.com, and uh, your uh, your new website uh, should be up and running, and uh, they can take a look at it over there. So, uh, awesome, awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Michael, for coming on the Feed Bandit podcast. We look forward to uh, you know talking with you in the future, and hopefully we can uh, chat again. Absolutely. Yep. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, sir. All right, folks, that was uh, Michael Havey, the founder and owner of the Orange Corn Company. That was very interesting. <laughs> yeah, it really, it really was. It's fascinating to, uh, uh, to, to hear about that. And, you know, n- nothing against Realtree, obviously, but, you know, I, I thought that, and again, this is, this is me just kind of judging a book by its cover. I hate that little cliche or whatever. But, you know, I mean, here they are, Realtree, as a, as a massive, massive company, you know, and and you know they're they're the camouflage company, right? But you know, I I just didn't think that they would deal with the, you know, a smaller company really, you know, from from South Texas. And boy, I was wrong. I mean that that is boy that is fantastic. Well, that's um, a mark of uh, a mark of approval. Of, oh my god, of what he does right there. No know? doubt, no doubt. That is boy, that is fantastic. So, yeah, uh, sure. and and, and it's it, uh, two things, two things that that I, I really learned from this. Besides, just some interesting, interesting tidbits here and there. But but yet again, yet again, you've got a, you got a guy out there who's doing his job. You know, he's farming, he's he's doing his passion, you know, and then he's he's hunting and he he sees something and an idea hits, you know, and then he he flips into a business is is really fascinating. You know, the other thing that he said, and I was actually going to bring it up. Uh, but it is amazing how many chemists are involved with all of these ideas. Right. Yeah, I mean, what is this like number five? A chemist mm-hmm. came in and, and said, Hey, you know, it's uh, you know, the chemist helped do this and do that, which is great because quite frankly, I can't even spell chemistry. And so <laughs> I didn't know what the hell they did, you know. I mean, they you know, they make uh they got those beakers that explode and bubble and turn people into monsters, and that that's all I thought they did, you know. <laughs> so boy, I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. So I love that was one of my favorite. I love doing those uh, equations back Wait, in high school. <laughs> yeah, I bet you did. Nerd alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, yeah. I, I think I took biology. No, I did. I definitely I took biology. Yeah, um, I, I took biology as well. It was taught by one of our coaches, though. So. <laughs> oh yeah, boy, that's that's great. You know, and in college, I took biology of plants. And I'm like, how the hell can a damn daffodil be this freaking complex? It was awful. Because you know, I can't spell half the words. Well, hey, don't, don't, don't let our buddy Sam. <laughs> don't let the don't let Daniel hear hear you say. Oh, that. I know, I know. That, that, oh God. <laughs> All right. Excuse me. It's, fat. it's it's good stuff though. Good stuff. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We have to definitely try this down at the uh, Rancho Bandito. Oh, I, are you kidding me? Yeah, I was. Uh, uh, nope. I, I would definitely love to. So very cool. All right. Well, thanks again, Michael, for coming on the podcast. Again, everybody out there, you can go to find their products over at orangecorncompany.com and get you some, try it out for yourself, and uh, let us know, let Michael know, but also let us know uh, how it works for you. You know, send us uh, some videos or some pictures or, yeah. you know, of, uh, of the uh, trophy that you take this year with the uh, with the orange corn that you get. So yeah, uh, you know. N- sorry, not to. Uh, I, I just I just have a thought, and if I don't get it out, it'll disappear. Uh, you know, we should load up the feed bandit trough uh, trademark our uh, product registry. Anyway, uh, load up the feed bandit trough with with some some orange corn 
some regular corn and like maybe some protein or something. See what happens. That'd be fun. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Why I, not? I smell a January project. There you go. Or a- after a rifle season, that'll be fun for what's left. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, just one other thing I wanted to mention to everyone listening out there. We're currently running a giveaway contest on our website. Uh, when you hear this, there'll still be uh, several weeks left to go on it. We're going until October 20th, 2019. And that is for a pack of three teammate T-Post game camera mounts. So if anybody out there, uh, you know, you use a lot of T-Post and try to put your camera on it with baling wire or bungee cords or anything like that, and yeah. you find that you go out there later on and then something's knocked it over or, you know, it's yep. just slipped or whatever, and you have 100,000 pictures of, uh, you know, grass blowing in the wind, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Well, do that no more. You can get the, uh, the T-Post mount, teammate T-Post mount. And uh, easily mount that camera to that mount on your T-Post. And if some of you out there aren't using T-Post for that purpose because you've always had trouble with that, well, now you can use these. Solve your problem right there. For sure. For so, sure, uh, yeah. For yeah, for those, just just a quick interjection again before I lose it. The um, you know, for for those of you that have got you know whose hunting space is, you know, unlike like 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 for you know the people in the Texas Hill Country where it's solid rock, you know, and you can't you can't really sink a T post. You know, I highly encourage you a good a little Sunday project while you're watching the football game, assuming you have a TV in your garage, because uh, mixing concrete in the house is <laughs> is a, a no no. Uh, but something fun to do with the kids is uh, is go make yourself a little game camera holder. You know, Jimmy and I did this. Uh, oh, Jimmy and I did this on uh, May thirtieth, uh, no, May twenty ninth, two thousand eleven. And I know that because my daughter was born the very next day. Uh, but it's pretty simple. Get a T post, get one of their buckets, and um, uh, then get a sack of concrete, mix it in there. Probably don't have to make it level, and you've got a, a nice little camera stand. Um, and that's exactly what we put our, um, our, our teammates on, uh, and they, and they legitimately, they're, they're the real deal. They're good. They're good stuff. So please sign up and, uh, I, I, I can't wait to ship them to you. Yeah, just go to feedbandit.com and at the top, you'll see a quick link that'll take you over to the contest page where you can see some, uh, some videos of the teammate in action and, uh, you can sign up there for the giveaway. Again, it's a pack of three. So, uh, you know. Go ahead and sign up. You might get lucky. <laughs> mm-hmm. So with that, I think uh, we'll just sign off on this one for tonight. Uh, you got anything else? Uh, we need some rain, and always, always, always support your local feed store. Thanks for listening to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Just a reminder to text the word BANDIT to 345 And when you do, you'll join our email list where we'll send killer deals on innovative hunting products and services along with entertaining tips and tricks straight to your inbox. You don't want to miss out. So again, text the word BANDIT to 345-345 and we look forward to seeing you on the hunt. Until next time, have a good one and remember to support your local feed store.